join us as our heroes venture through the lands of God Barath. Hi guys, I'm Henry. Uh, I play the character Rawala Siros, and I'm here to talk to you about my character. Um, he was born in a town known as Baumberg. His family is well-off family. He was able to get an education. Uh, he is the oldest of five. His father is a renowned blacksmith known for his ex excellent craftsmanship and work in armor and weapons. His mother is an apothecary and doctor. He's got friends all over the archaeology community. And that's where he made a, an enemy, a female archaeologist, that he beat to several major discoveries. His biggest archaeologic discovery was when he discovered an ancient, long-forgotten god-eater city and explored it. Um, he was once a human. During his travels, he met a young elf that he began courting during a period of time where he tried to locate a rumored ruin near the town of Stonebrook. Before he left the town, he proposed to her and plans on returning to Stonebrook to marry and retire and raise a family. His lifelong goal is to uncover this world's history and discover something that could change the world. His biggest fear is ending up alone. He's got red skin with black, a bunch of black tattoos of dark magic all over his body. He's got curly horns, long dark brown hair in a braid down his back, sapphire blue eyes. He wears mostly dark colors. He's always wearing a dark cloak over top of his leather armor. He carries no visible melee weapon on him. He's always got his journals where he keeps all of his notes and discoveries and stuff on him. Another one of his biggest discoveries, but something he keeps very secret, is he discovered an entire set of God Eater armor, which he has hidden away so that he can study it further when his service in the Rift Watch is over. Um, only he knows the location, and he hopes of being able to unlock its secrets. And that's my character. Alright, let's move over to Adrian Kraus. So, my character is Adrian Kraus. He is an 18-year-old human, standing at a comfortable 6'1", but athletic, fairly muscular build, brown hair, brown eyes. Keeps it cut sort of short to a crew, uh, in tradition with you know being a military serviceman at the moment. His family consists currently of just him and his two younger siblings, uh, both of whom live back in his home village. Uh, he works currently with the uh, Rift Watch to support them. And just got promoted in the first session, so that's cool. Now they're handled, which is great. Uh, prior to joining the Rift Watch, he had a brief apprenticeship under a mason, but had to leave to go support his family after his father and mother passed away. His father was also in the Rift Watch, but passed away in the line of duty, and his mother fell ill. So only a few months after that, leaving him an orphan, having to look after his young, younger siblings. 
he was not recruited into the Rift Watch via draft like some of the other people were. He signed up as soon as he was old enough because he knew that the pay would be good and the benefits would help uh, cover for his family. And uh, that's how he ended up at uh, that's how I ended up at, at Red Rock. Yeah, I think that's probably enough right now. Hey guys, just wanted to talk to you for a second before we move on to our next character. If you want to support the show, give us a follow on Instagram or a retweet on Twitter. We want to get our show out there, get more listens so we can provide you with better content. Give us a like on Facebook. We're trying to get on all the social media platforms so we can hear from you guys and get feedback and do the show how you want to hear it. We want your ideas for magical items, abilities for the characters, pretty much any feedback you have. If you want to, you can support us on Patreon. Also, I'm doing another episode on a little bit of lore for the world, because this is a homebrew world that I've been working on. I think it would help you to understand a few things about the world. Um, That will help with the story, as well as understanding the characters and a couple things that they've been mentioning or saying. I'm going to try and get that episode out as as quick as possible. We've also recorded our next episode, episode two, I'm going to work on editing that and getting it out as fast as possible for you guys as well. Thanks for listening. Again, share us, share this podcast with some friends if you enjoy it. Here we go to Algu Gonbold. Long ago, the four monasteries lived together in harmony. <laughs> then the way of the sun attacked. Uh, Algu Gonbold... He lived a peaceful life in a monastery where he was raised by his father. One day, his monastery came under siege by a nearby monastery who practices the way of the sun. Algu, being the only survivor, was sold into slavery, after which he was sold to the fighting pits and fought as a gladiator, making a name for himself by not killing any of his enemies. During one of his fights, an Imperial General witnessed his fight and decided to purchase him from the slavers. Algu wishes to return home to the monastery to rebuild once his service to the army is complete. Alright, thanks Algu. Let's move over to Heath. Alright, my character is Heath Starbrow. He is formerly of the guild Unspoken But Heard, a ghostwriting collective that doesn't identify their creators individually. And I used to, we used to write eulogies, poems, things like that. And it just so happened that as I would write them, or as Heath would write them, some of the metaphors and things that he created would would come to pass and and correspond with events that happened uh, a few days after at that point I realized I was a a wizard uh, divination wizard and I I didn't agree with uh, my guild's policy kind of a egocentric personality so I I went out for uh, glory and adventure and became kind of a soothsayer but found out that Guard Barath has a mandatory two-year military service, so couldn't really travel that much without getting 
uh, kind of strong-armed into that, so that's what happened. Alright, last but not least, we have Indy with Alban Malrakir. Alban Malrakir was the firstborn son of Cordell and Alina, who lived in the town of Mosrock. Cordell was a stoneworker, working alongside several dwarves. Alina was a cook at night for a local tavern. When Alban was five, he became an older brother to Selena, his sister. As the days passed, Alban looked out for his sister and helped take care of her as much as possible. At age 10, Cordell joined his co-workers on a journey as one of them learned of a family heirloom, the Hammer of Cardace, and asked his friends to join him in searching for it. Their employer promised to help fund the journey and their families, so long as their sons would work for him when they came of age. So, at age 12, Alban was put to work for the man who used to pay his father. The employer soon learned that Alban wasn't nearly strong enough for stonework, but did have a sharp mind. As such, he learned the financials of business and how to talk to business partners and merchants. Years passed and no word from his father's company, where they were or how their quest fared. To make up for the lack of a father figure, Alban would try his best to be that for his sister, spending as much time with her as he could spare. One day, when he and Selena wandered too far from the city, she stumbled into a small pit. This pit happening to be one of the many vents of the plain where Lordrak was imprisoned. The magical energy emanating from this small vent began to curse Selena. Alban rescued her from the pit as quick as he could, but it was too late. She had been turned into an undead creature. After restraining her, Alban pleaded with all the deities he could recall in a desperate attempt that one might remove this curse from her. Finally, he begged and even offered to take her place. He looked up and saw a beautiful woman standing before him, asking if he truly meant what he said. He fervently said that he did. With these words, the woman removed the curse from his sister, only to transfer it to him. The woman stated that her name is Maius, and the sight of undeath is abhorrent. As such, she would smite him where he knelt. Grimly, Alban accepted his fate. Intrigued at how he did not attempt to save his own life, she made him an offer. As long as he should serve her, his undeath would remain at bay so that he may carry out her work. Should he refuse to do as she asks, he would succumb to his curse. She disappeared, sending him out as a cursed servant so that no other should suffer as he has. In the dead of night, Alban silently returned his sister to home and left without a word to either her or his mother. He fled to the town of Small Glen, where he begged for a short time, until he was drafted into the army and sent to Fort Red Rock to serve his time as a soldier. Alban is now 20 years of age and nearly 6 feet tall. He has short brown hair, hazel eyes, and pale white skin. His issued brown leather armor fits over his basic clothing, and he wears a faded black cloak over all of it. His mace is standard issue, and has several metal wings that come off at even angles near the top. His shield was custom-made, however. The shield being an oval shape to fit over his left arm. On it is depicting a tree, with both ends showing the branches of the tree. One end shows a beautiful lush tree, 
with leaves and fruit. The other shows withering branches and twisted and gnarled wood. The shield made in the honor of Maius, the god to which he now serves. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.